Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. I am on the road again. Imagine that. I just left Prepper Camp. Well, a couple hours ago. Coming up on uh, Knoxville, I think. Or maybe Gat Gatlinburg I'm in right now. I recorded a little 10 or 15 minute episode at a rest stop just before I got to Prepper Camp. I may edit that into this, or it may never see the light of day. I'm not sure. It was just my thoughts on my expectations of getting to prepper camp. But I always love doing these recordings immediately following one of these events. It gives me a time capsule to look back on. It gives me a collection of notes to follow up with. And... Hopefully it helps me share things when they're raw, fresh, and before this fuller forgets a lot about it. It was the most beautiful weather we have that I've ever experienced for that, which is only the second year, so that's not saying much, but it was, you know, high 70s and sunny every day. I got there Thursday mid-afternoon. We set up and we just had some time to sit and chill. My brother from another mother, Joel Riles, was there. Sat down, had a little bit of bourbon, not a whole lot that night. Got my tent set up, which is awesome, having that tent right there. That was a game changer this year. Instead of having to walk all the way over to Tent City in the morning, come back, go back over at night, I was able to just chill right at the event, and then just, when I was done, hop in bed, get up in the morning, and go back at it. Wow, was it ever an event. Whew. Where do we start, guys? I believe I recorded, I'll have to check tonight, somewhere between 10 and 12 interviews for the podcast. I also recorded on two people's podcasts. I got on with Phil and Andrew from Matter of Facts Podcast, so you'll hear that at some point. They're going to be coming on the show at some point. I recorded with Jester from It's Doomsday Podcast, all guys whom I consider friends now. Just awesome discussion with Jester. That was great. It was great with Phil and Andrew, too. But it's always just a lot of fun getting to sit down and chat with people. So my presentations were... Dude, I gotta, I gotta say, like, they were some of the best... No, not some of... They were the best speaking presentations I've ever done. It was awesome. So I got, I got moved up an hour in the day. So last year I was brand new, which meant kind of get the low end of the stick you're the very last in the day and kind of over in a different spot and this year I was bumped up an hour so I was second to last in the day but it didn't matter because I had great crowds the whole time they put me in what's called the back bayou it's a really nice compact tent area that I would say would seat maybe 70 and it was damn close to a packed house on Friday and on Saturday and what I was exceptionally excited about was I had at least 30, I didn't get a full count, but at least 30 on today and considering it was only an hour till the end of the day half to three quarters of the vendors had left last year when I did my final presentation on Saturday if I had five, I think it was three, that was it. But I did it for them anyway. It was great. 
but it was all, and I gotta I gotta say I've been kind of against or I didn't love the idea of PowerPoint for all these years and PowerPoint was a game changer for me this time guys it helped explain points or it helped give visualizations of the things I was talking about especially some of the specific products like shark bite fittings and seafoam that are really difficult to describe I guess so when people could see it it yeah I also didn't need any paper notes whatsoever it really freed me up to walk around and engage with the audience it was a huge win for me and I'm almost thinking about trying to put together some PowerPoint for both self-reliance festival in the midwest preparedness project but either way i yeah it was awesome so the presentations were great i met more listeners of workshop radio this year than i did last year by a bunch it was great along those lines evan dixon was there from radio made easy like i said joel riles from fortress k9 so you know, the uh, the SOE, TSP, LFTN, greater community is starting to get represented, guys. I met a dude at today's presentation who was a longtime listener to TSP, listener to my podcast. That was really exciting. Always nice. Now, let's talk about the interviews. I cannot wait to get these interviews up. I don't even know what I'm going to do with them all, guys. I mean, they're all going to be put up in the regular podcast feed at some point, but... My goodness, let's just say some of the most interesting people I have met. And I made it my goal to interview as many people as I could. And I was almost interviewed out by today, but I, I did. I recorded two podcasts with other people today, and I recorded one interview today as well. Let's see, where do we start? I interviewed Mike Shelby, who was former, you know, uh, special information or... Um, no, that's not the right term for it. But anyway, from Ford Observer, military intelligence is what he was, former military intelligence. That was, I think, the very first interview I did, and that was awesome. So good. I got to sit down with Brad Skitsmith from uh, Five Times August again. What an, oh my goodness, guys. He, in this last year, what an incredible imp improvement from his production and presentation he got to play his new single for us. I, he told me the whole story about how it came together. I'm not going to, you know, give it all away to you or anything, but it was a great interview. I picked up a couple of cassettes from him, guys. <laughs> cassettes. He, he did a special limited run of 50 cassettes of his album that I have on vinyl. I got him to sign both of them. I'm going to keep one, and I'm going to do a giveaway for the other one for the community. So that's going to be cool. He even, I, I yeah, anyway, let me hear his single, his new single, the, the fully mastered edition. Wanted to show me his, he was really excited to show me his music video that he has created that he can't release yet, but he couldn't find it on his phone. I felt so bad because I just, I really, really wanted to see it. But it was like talking to an old friend. I got to meet his family this time they showed up, so there was that. Whom else? Wow. I got to interview somebody, guys, who was, is an actor. He's a beekeeper. He's been in over 100 TV shows and, and a handful of movies. He also just happens to be in the Martial Arts Hall of Fame, like 
he just mentions this stuff like, oh yeah, you know, it's just sort of something that happened. I, I do believe that he could be a candidate for the most interesting man in the world. I interviewed today a taxidermist, which was cool, but oh, did I mention the taxidermist was 24? She, yeah, she is also her own boss at this point. You don't meet very many female taxidermists, period, but Gen Z, female taxidermist, what a great kid she was. Awesome interview. You guys are going to love that one. Talk to local prepper, if you've seen him out there. He has um, quite a following on TikTok and a fairly good following on YouTube. Awesome interview with him. Let's go back a little bit further. Also, oh man. Oh, I had, yeah, I had um, Jester. He came over from It's Doomsday Podcast. It was great to hear all the, you know what? It was a really candid interview with him. He was able to share the things that he did right this year and some of the things that fell apart. We had an incredible interview about gumballs. And if you're like, really? Gumballs? Like, yeah, you need to hear it. It was awesome. Uh, So I'm not going to give any more away than that. Slept good. Last night was the Saturday night main event where, like I said, five times August, Brad, he put on an incredible show. They gave us just the nicest gift, so they give all the presenters a gift. They gave us this all-metal construction, American-made hatchet with laser-engraved kind of uh, the logo for 2023 Prepper Camp, which just happened, I don't know if I mentioned it at any point, but this happened to be the 10th anniversary of Prepper Camp. I got to see my brothers and sisters from PBN, which was awesome. So I saw James drink disaster coffee the whole weekend. Got to see Ryan and Master Colin, of course, which was awesome. It was nice to see those guys, Ryan Buford and Colin from the Next Generation podcast. Got to see Jordan from Phoenix Rising. Got to see Sarah Hathaway from the Changing Earth podcast and an incredible author. I think, yeah, uh, one person I didn't get to see that I was hoping to and uh, who didn't end up showing up was Dave Jones, the NBC guy. He was just, yeah, uh, he he had to work. (laughs) He's been uh, teaching at at his daughter's Christian school, I believe, so I didn't get to see him. That was disappointing. I hated that I didn't get to see him, but you know what? always next year oh man and I've got so a few other people lined up I met a, a really interesting lady today who tans hides and is also into experiential marketing it was one of the coolest conversations I had I didn't record it but I was able to uh, talk to her about getting her to come on the show so that'll be good I met a, a really really nice lady she deals with wildcraft. She wrote a book. She was on a kind of a book tour. She, it was kind of her mission or uh, passion in life to, to talk about wildcraft and edibles and that sort of thing. She gave me a signed copy of her book. She's going to be coming on the show in the future. And like I said, the, the beekeeper, I got a beekeeper lined up to come on. Phil and Andrew from Matter of Facts podcast, they're going to return the favor and come on as well. I sold way, 
way more merchandise than I did last year, so that was great. A bunch of battery packs and a shit ton of patches. Got to kind of spread the gospel that is the workshop podcast, so that, sorry, the work, workshop radio. I got to get used to that. I'm the one who rebranded it, and I still can't say it. I went to a single presentation the entire weekend, and it was the very first one of the very first day, and it was one by Mike Shelby doing a um, security assessment of your property, and it, it was great. It was spot on, but that was the only one I went to because whenever I go to these events, for me, the goal, and actually I, I added you know another goal, but I realized early on, like when I went to Nicole's very first LFTN workshop, sorry, the very first one I went to, I discovered that I would sit around and talk to people and I didn't go to the presentations for the most part. And I thought, man, is there something wrong with me? Like what? I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go to these presentations. And then I realized, no, I go to these to make contacts, to make connections with, you know, like-minded folk. So I ended up I've embraced that. I go to these events and I don't go to any of the presentations as much as I would love to hear from some of the most talented people out there. I go to make connections and I made a bunch. I probably gave away 30 or 40 handshake patches, the the special piece of workshop going by a, line, a lighted up sign that says Junk Car Mafia. It's a glow-in-the-dark neon skull. That is a pretty cool sign. I uh, was listening to Art Bell on the way here too, guys. It's kind of become the tradition when I leave Prepper Camp. But either way, I went, I made connections. I probably had, I don't know how many meaningful conversations. Uh, a couple of people joined the Telegram group. A bunch of people uh, subscribed to the podcast. And that's what it's about. But more than that, I get to hear people's stories. And when I say, like, my passion, I, I, I think I'm starting to discover some of my passions. But one of my passions is people's stories. Everybody has an incredible story. Some people it's just harder to pull it out of than others. My passion is connecting with other people. And also, beyond connecting with other people, it's also connecting other people and those are the things that get me excited I I was interviewing one guy and as soon as I finished I sent Nicole a message and I'm like he needs to be at self-reliance festival in March just that kind of stuff like just exceedingly interesting people because the more connections you make the bigger your reach becomes and the further your message gets and you guys know I've been you know I've been building a brand, a community, content, I just love it. I, I cannot believe how many interesting people. But that for me, that's, that's what these events are all about. If you've never gone to something like this, I know, I keep bragging it up. And I know I can only tell you so many times that you need to, that you should, if you can afford it or make it work, go to some in-person meetup. I had people come up to me at this event I had a lady uh, stop me there just before I was leaving and they're like, hey, I hear you're connected to all these events and I'd like to know where the closest events are to me. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't even know who told her that, but I am going to a few events. So I think it's time that we make connections, put together a list of all the, you know, 
homesteading, back to earth, prepping, you know, uh, self-reliance, all of the different festivals and events that people can get to because I got to tell you, I met a bunch of itty bitty baby preppers at prepper camp and it was awesome. So good. But there are people who come in on the gateway drugs of Alex Jones or Glenn Beck, a lot of Glenn Beck guys. And I used to kind of joke about those guys, like Alex Jones and Glenn Beck, but I realized, oh, and another one came in on Canadian Prepper. They're doing what they need to do. I'm not going to judge those guys, but they're bringing a lot of people in from events or to, you know, to the prepping world because these people that are coming in are scared because they've seen the world has changed or their world, their personal world has changed or whatever it ends up being. And I had a few people who were like, hey, you know, my spouse isn't on board, what can I do? So these people are coming into these events, green, wet behind the ears, whatever you want to, and they're scared. And they've been listening to a bunch of people who are good at scaring people, whether whatever you want to think. And so my job is to kind of talk them down off the ledge and try to preach the, the gospel that is, listen, Prepping, I don't know how many times I talk to people who are fairly new to prepping, and I would say, here's the deal, prepping needs to make your life better. It needs to make your life better whether the shit hits the fan or your own personal little apocalypse. And what's way more likely, your personal apocalypse or a worldwide apocalypse? And I can promise you it's your personal apocalypse. But, you know, because everybody's like, well, I need to buy an EMP shield and a a Faraday bag and I, I, I need, no, no, no you don't. You need to store some water, you need to save money, you need to get your financial financial house in order, you need to start a friggin' business. I don't know how many times I talked to people and I said, listen, if you want a prep that will pay you back for the rest of your life, and a big thing that a lot of people are asking about is, how do I find freedom with all the bullshit we've dealt with over the last three years? And for me, the answer was entrepreneurship all day long. And it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship full time. No, it doesn't. You can just start a part-time side hustle or three part-time side, I don't freaking care, whatever you wanna do, but start something. And so I hope I, <laughs> I, hope I sowed a bunch more seeds of self-reliance for people because when they, you know, that, that's what I'm there for. That's what I wanna teach people. So what do we do each night? So Thursday night, Joel and I, uh, we, we drank a little bourbon and then I went over and hung out with the um, PBN family. We had somebody made a really good noodle casserole. That was very enjoyable. Friday night, we were supposed to all get together and do a really like uh, a nice round table discussion and everything. And I was on my way over. I got to within two cabins of the PBN site and I heard this, hey, Tim, what are you up to? It was a guy who was at my presentation, just an awesome dude. And I apologize right now that I can't remember his name. I've got him in my phone though, he texted me, so I won't forget. He said, you wanna come up for a coffee? And I'm like, yeah. I said, sure, I'll come up for 10 or 15 minutes. And then I said, but then I gotta go, I gotta go see the PBN guys. And I had the greatest conversation. And a 15 minute coffee turned into a four hour sit around and chat the entire evening. Never made it to see my PBN brothers and sisters, which it happens, it's fine. We sat there and this dude, he works 
in the oil patch <laughs> in the Gulf of Mexico. He does fracking. He was at one time the cook on a fracking boat and now he oversees most of the fracking or uh, not organizations, but um, you know projects and that sort of thing. And we sat and we talked about everything from snakes to the proper way to make sweet tea or steep tea. And talked about how he got his job as a master mariner, the time he spends out there, the things he'd love to do with his life. And I talked to another individual who is in a different way in life and wanted to wants to prep more or, um, you know, it's hard to get his wife uh, involved at this point because her health has taken a turn for the worse and it gets difficult. I heard a story of an, a guy who has made millions of dollars installing security alarms for houses in his community. So it was awesome. I, guys, if you end up listening to this episode, you do not know how much I appreciated our conversation. Loved it. And Saturday night was the, the big shindig. I filmed a, I was a 12 or 13 second promo video with Rick where I was up on stage and we panned around so you could see all the cool people that were there. So that was fun and I never stick around for the keynote speaker just because I don't really, that's just not my cup of tea. That's not my shtick, guys. Not even a little bit. So Joel and I had, uh, I went back with Joel. His poor generator died. We're not sure what happened, if a bearing went or whatever, but it would not work. But it was kind of cool because I had my 0.0 power station that he was able to run his fridge and his fan in his RV for the most part of the day, probably four or five hours. So that was, that was cool. It was really exciting, actually. It was... Um, definitely meant to be. So that evening, uh, we had, I had some cinnamon flavored white lightning, which was really good. I had the nectar of the gods, some apple pie moonshine from a butcher friend of ours who was there. He brought some homemade bologna, which honestly, if he didn't tell me it was bologna, I would have thought it was more like uh, salami. But it was so good. And that's not a slam on it. I just mean it was way better than what I ever expect bologna to be. Had cheese in it, we ate a bunch of that. Uh, pork chop from Ice Road Truckers, he goes there and cooks every year. He had, they had incredible food this time. I had a pulled pork sandwich one night. I had a chicken quarter one night. Last night, late at night, when we were having a little moonshine with those fellers, we had ribs that were some of the best friggin' ribs I've ever had. And I had a cherry apple cobbler that I couldn't tell you why it was so good, but it was friggin' good. It had almost a vanilla-y flavor to it, but it was so good. It was cooked on, a, I think, a charcoal grill and a cast iron Dutch oven, and whoo, baby. Anyway, it was good. So then Joel and I, you know, we thought about it the, the next morning. We should have sat out there and recorded, but we, we sat down and I brought, I picked up all the stuff you need for old fashions. It was uh, kind of nice. So I had everything I needed. I brought it all with me so I could make old fashions on site there for people. And I made Joel and I each an old fashioned. And he brought out the cigars. And we sat down and we polished off that entire bottle of 
bourbon that come from Illinois from Nate and Aaron. So thank you for that gift. It, it, it made an incredible time of fellowship. And we were up till 11, 11.30 that night. But we should have recorded it. But you know, I said, I said to Wendy, his wife this morning, just sweetheart, her gift is making sure people are taken care of. She'd make sure I'd eat. She'd make sure I'd come over and sit down and chill for a little while. Because there was, I mean, if you can hear it in my voice, guys, I have done some serious, serious talking for the last, <laughs> what would that be? Three days, 24, 60, 72 hours, plus another half day. Jeez, we're going on 96 hours somewhere in there, probably 80 some hours anyway. So uh, my voice is good. It's got that raspy sound to it right now, but we had a great time. And then, but I said, you know, sometimes conversations are just for us. And that was a conversation I had with Joel was one of the nicest ones I've had in a long time. It's just so good to see friends you consider family, the people that you would sit down and smoke a cigar and solve the world's problems with. So uh, Joel, if you end up here in this episode, man, I love you, brother. Always enjoyed the, the conversations we have. And never had any grits this, this time, but how did my camping go? Well, ladies and gentlemen, all I can say is I absolutely friggin' love that truck tent. Four nights in there, and I would spend a bunch more. I'm going to a hotel tonight. I don't know where I'm going to stop. I might make it as far as Cookville tonight, but I don't know for sure. We'll see. But that tent held up great. And it got, uh, never got real cold in the overnights. It was in the mid-50s. But I got, uh, I got pretty good at venting the tent because, so I, um, the flap in the top of the, the, the roof, I opened that up all the way. And that was good. Uh, the first night I got just a little bit of moisture. Second night I got none. The third night was a little warmer. And so I opened up the inside window but with the rain fly over it, it just let a little bit of air in it, let it cool off a bit. And then the moisture, there was zero moisture in the tent all weekend. So I'm getting used to this stuff, guys. It takes a while, but I'm learning how to tent really good. <laughs> the cooler, I love that Yeti cooler. Four solid days, kept the temperature perfect. So what did I bring to eat this time? It was the, I, I hate to brag, but I think it was the perfect thing for me. I loved it. So I had... Um, I picked up a bunch, uh, two types of cheese, a bottle of Hellman's mayo, salt and pepper, a bunch of sandwich meat, and a package of wraps. And the game changer for me this time, well, a couple things, was not buying too much meat because I always buy too much meat. I bought enough meat to last me for the three nights. I didn't buy too much cheese. I bought a small bottle of mayo, but, and you might think this is stupid, but the game changer for me was getting wraps this time. Because what would happen is when we, when I'd travel in the past and I'd want to make sandwiches, <laughs> sandwiches, I would buy bread. And so I would put the bread, you know, in the truck and then it would get squished or it would get left open a bit and it would get dry. But it was never, you know, it, it was always a pain in the ass. It was always causing problems. So what did I do? I uh, got myself some wraps and it was perfect. I think I ate wraps for four meals. Supper every night. So And supper I wouldn't eat until now nine o'clock at night or last night I was three quarters in the bag at 11:30 at night made myself two wraps and I sat in my tent and I used my Yeti cooler as a table I used my power station 
with a nice lamp as the interior light. And I sit there, guys, and I chilled and I had my sandwiches. And I, I loved it. it. It honestly was great. That I don't know why that little four inch or three inch bed roll is so comfortable, but I could sleep on that all night. But I think it's just having the leg room and everything that's good. And that white noise, uh, white noise machine, Aaron, if you're out there listening, I thought it was dead. I had a, U- a USB issue, let's put it that way. So I had a USB-C, it's, I bought it as USB-C so it'd be compatible, but I think that it won't use or it won't take the five volt more expensive USB-C cables that I bought from Anchor. So I think it has to be the lesser USB cable. So I went and I replaced this white noise machine at Walmart or Target, I can't remember which one it was, and I bought another one. And I'm like, well, you know what, before I throw out the machine I really like, I'm gonna try the cable that came with it and see if it works. Well, yep, it worked. It was a USB-C to USB-A cable, just a cheap little one, and it worked perfectly for that. So now I have two cordless white noise machines, but I I was able to keep the one that I really, really like. So I don't know what the hell I did with the, the cable that came with the original one, but I have a new cable now anyway. And it still works off USB-C, so I like that a lot. Traffic's really thick tonight, guys. If it weren't so late, I might look up Carrie Brown, brother. I'm heading through Knoxville, but if not, I will see you in a couple of weeks at the workshop workday. So, what else? Oh, yeah, um, kind of a cool story, few things, but a lady, just an incredible lady who's, you know, superpower is gifts. She brought me some custom copper coins at the Thrivalist Fair in Washington. And she's a listener of PBN and has listened to my show some. And she came this time, this is really neat, to the prepper camp for the very first time. And she brought all of us PBN hosts custom tumblers with the PBN logo logo printed on the side. And she's gonna do me some workshop ones as well. So, and a really nice, I was drinking coffee out of it tonight even. But that's not the end of it. I love, you know, I think, let's finish up with this story. It's a good, good night for driving, a good night for talking, and I'm enjoying you, but I'm a, my, my voice is um, somewhere between here and there. So with that, when I went to the Thrivalist Fair back was it May? I think it was May in Addy, Washington. Becky and I had, had a really good time there. Actually ran into the, uh, the, um, the organizers of it who are very keen on having me back next year. And I've, so in case anybody asks or anybody wants to know if I'm interested in speaking at an event next year, the answer is I'm not making any commitments until January 1st, 2024. So for what it's worth. Anyhow, so the night of the workshop roundtable at, at Thrivalist Fair, we were having a, just getting ready to start recording. And this lady, I don't want to guess her age, but a little bit younger than me for sure, comes along. She's like, hey, who are you guys? We told her and she's like, I'd like to join. I'm like, sure you can, absolutely. And her name was Kendall. And if the story ended there, other than the fact she had an incredible story and a passion for sharing it with people, that would have been pretty cool. But that's not where it ended because four months later, three months later, whatever it was, I don't know, I lose track of time. 
I get a message from her. She's like, hey, Tim, just wondering if you ever put the, the podcast up that we all recorded. I said, absolutely. So I sent it to her and she gave it a listen and it was awesome. And if that was where it ended, it would have been a nice, polite story too. But then she goes, hey, I will see you in North Carolina. I thought, really? You're going to prepper camp? Because we had mentioned it to her. And if that's where it ended, that'd be cool too. She goes, yeah, as a matter of fact, I had mentioned prepper camp to my uncle. And at the same time I mentioned that to him, he had been at prepper camp a few times before, many years ago. And he's like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I might be the keynote speaker this year. Well, the might be turned into actually is, and he was the keynote speaker. So I got to see her say hello, and we chatted for a few minutes, which was also very cool. And if that's where it ended, that would be fine. But it wasn't, because when we met her, Brian Buford and I, she's like, yeah, it was a great trip, but I had a hell of a flight, got delayed, missed an entire day of prepper camp because the flight was delayed before we left in Seattle, and then we ended up spending a bunch of time in Atlanta on the tarmac just waiting. I don't know what happened exactly. And if that's where the story ended, that would have been cool, except Ryan and I both look at each other and all this craziness that we've uh, experienced up until this point, all these coincidences and stuff, all came together because the lady who, and you know who you are, I don't want to give away her name just because I, I don't know for sure if I could or not, the lady who made my Tumblr, who was also at Thrivalist, who did not meet the other lady this time, Kendall, she's like, uh, she, she was on the same flight from Seattle, was a day late for the show because she was completely delayed in Atlanta as well. So two people who were at an event separately in Addy, Washington, who never met each other there, who both made an impression on me and Ryan Buford, were both on the same plane and flew to the same event, had the same issues, and I don't believe they actually still got to meet. They may have, but I told them both the stories at prepper camp and it blew them out of the water. So if that's not a cool, cool coincidence, connection, uh, what insert whatever you want there, it was one of the neatest kind of six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon you're ever gonna hear. So I hope you enjoyed that, guys. I did, I loved every minute of prepper camp. And I'm gonna go back next year if I can make it happen. Like I said, I'm not gonna to commit to anything till January 1st. I promised both Becky that and myself that. And I've told you guys publicly to um, hold me accountable so that I don't announce anything ahead of time. So for what it's worth, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna get a hotel and I'm gonna to go to Waffle House and have a nice feed tonight. And I'm going to take a day off tomorrow to wade through the hours of content that I recorded, rest my vocal cords, nah, probably not, I'll probably still talk, get my laundry done, clean the truck, you know, feed the hogs, no, sorry, that's a random quote from Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But I've missed you guys, I know I haven't been able to live stream because the internet was kind of shitty there. 
It was better than it was last year. It wasn't non-existent at least, so that helped. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't streamable, that's for sure. So I think what I need to do is get myself a mobile Starlink, maybe for RVs or maybe the business one or something. I don't know. Get one of those. Do that so I have better internet so I can stream next year. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just record it and keep uploading it. That's kind of the, the mystique of Prepper Camp. But it's awesome. I had a had a great time. I've missed you guys. I cannot wait to chat with you soon. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great friggin' week, guys.